Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. All right, how's everybody doing today? Hey, that was good. You guys did better than the first service. You did a really good job. I'm proud of you. And uh, welcome again to Renew Church. If you're a guest this morning, there's a connection card uh, on your chair. We'd love for you to fill that out. Drop it in a, a box or a bucket on your way out. Let us know how we can minister to you and how we can get you uh, connected into the life of the church. Well, um, we start a brand new sermon series today. And uh, as you can see from the the slide there and the, the intro, uh, the sermon intro, it's called Help Wanted, a 2,000-year-old problem. So in other words, it's not something that's brand new. It's nothing that, that we just figured out. This has been a 2,000-year-old problem. I mean, in, in churches across the world, um, not just Renew Church. Churches everywhere have staffing and volunteer shortages. There's no Shortage, though, if you're a part of a church where it's the mantra is or the mission is us for and no more. Anybody ever heard of that? Us for and no more. It's, it's this mantra where it's like, hey, you know what? We're good. We, we have a gathering. We meet together. And, you know, there's, there's a few of us and we're able to pay a pastor. And, and that's what we do. And it's, it's us for and no more. So we're good. We actually don't have any help wanted. We don't have any needs within the church. Well, I would have to then argue and, and maybe even ask the question, is your church an evangelical church? Is it, is it a church that is trying to reach lost people? Because the Great Commission, um, it, it, it's not the, the small commission, it's the Great Commission. It is to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you and, and so Jesus was not just saying that to his 12 or even to the 500 that were there. He was saying that to all of us that, hey, we are, that's our commission. That's our calling. That's what we are supposed to do to go and make disciples. We don't want just people to, to know God. We don't want people just to, to find freedom. But part of our mission, and you can even see it on that connection card there if you flip it over, part of our mission is to discover your purpose so that you can make a difference. We, we want everybody to know what their purpose is and begin to make a difference. So our text this, this morning and kind of the primary text for the entire series is Matthew chapter 9, starting at verse 35. And so I'm going to start there with that. And if you want to read that, um, you can follow it along on the screen as I read it here. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. Okay, so, so here's Jesus. I'll stop there for a second. Jesus is, is doing ministry. He goes into the towns and villages, into the synagogues. He proclaims the good news. He's preaching the gospel, and he's um, healing disease and sickness. He's, he's doing ministry. And then it says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless. Anybody know anybody that's harassed or helpless? I mean, if you live in Miami today, you find people that are harassed and helpless. If you um, just, you know, turn on, um, what's that Instagram um, thing, the, the 305, uh, only in Dade, yeah, just, just turn on only in Dade, actually you probably shouldn't because it's inappropriate 90% of the time, but literally these are people that are harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd, that's what they are. And then Jesus says to his disciples, um, he says, the harvest is plentiful, 
but don't worry about it because I have it. I, I do all the ministry. I know how to uh, preach and teach and heal and, and help. So the harvest is plentiful, but don't worry about it because I got it. Is that what it says? No, he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So it's his harvest field, and we've got to pray for the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. Why? Because the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. It's a 2,000-year-old problem. It's, it's not something that it's like, why? Why, Trevor, does Renewed Church always need help? Why does Renewed Church always ask for people to join the Renewed Crew? What's the deal? Is there something the matter with you? No, no, no. This goes back to Jesus. This goes back to 2,000 years ago. It's a 2,000-year-old problem. So we're going to pray and ask God to help us to send His workers into His harvest field. Pray with me. God, thank You for this day. Thank You for this time. Thank You for these people that have gathered together in uh, this room and, and in living rooms around uh, the city, maybe even around the world, God, to hear Your Word. I pray that you, Lord of the harvest, would send forth workers into your harvest field, oh God. We want to do your work. We want to do your ministry for those that are harassed and helpless, those that are sheep without a shepherd. It's in Jesus' name we pray. All of God's people said, amen, amen, amen. Awesome. Hey, so, so I watched a little bit of tennis this weekend, and um, that's kind of a special thing because I don't watch tennis. I don't like tennis. Um, I don't play tennis. I don't really even get tennis. If I'm honest with you, I don't get it because, you know, I'm not good at it. And so because of that, I, I, I rarely ever do. But this weekend, Friday night specifically, and you might be figuring out why, but Friday night I watched a three-hour tennis match between Isla and Serena. Serena. Some of you are, have kept up on current events a little bit. Between Isla Tomjanovic and Serena Williams. Because as much of the world, world, the sports world knew, this might be the last game of Serena Williams' 25-year, almost 25-year career from 1998 to 2022. Wow, that's, that's older than many people in the room. This lady has been playing professional tennis. And as I watched it, it was amazing to see this woman that was once ranked number one in the world holding a record for the second most major titles won, 23 major titles. Uh, she was number one in the world for many years, but now she's 413th in the world. They didn't talk about that on the, on the news coverage and things like that. But here's a 40-year-old mom to a 5-year-old playing against 20-year-olds, this highly competitive, you know, world stage sport. And finishing in such a way that she got a, a standing ovation, not just in the stadium, but around the world. Like literally, I think there was a point in the game, in the match, whatever you call it, where I stood up and I began to clap for Serena because it was that powerful. Did anybody watch it? Did anybody see it or, or even see clips of it? Anybody knew about it a little bit? Okay, so a few of you did. If you didn't, you ought to watch it. And if you don't even care, at least watch the end. At least watch the interview. You see, there people were screaming, they were cheering, it was loud. It was not the typical tennis match that there, there normally would be. And at the end of the night, her post-game interview was worth even watching. In fact, I shared it on my social media. And, and she says this in this three-minute interview. She's like, I want to thank you so much 
Dad, I want to thank you. you. You know who you are. I know you're watching and, and you know what you've done and the impact that you've had on me. It, it, and then she says, it all started with my parents. I'm really grateful for them, mom and dad, for everything that you did to make me who I am, the woman that I am. And then she says, I wouldn't be Serena if there wasn't Venus. Her sister, who was also, is also a professional tennis player, she says, I want to thank you, Venus, because if there was no Venus there would be no Serena. And as I watched this game, and, and, and she said, thank you to everyone that ever said, go Serena to me. As I watched this game, I, I thought about all the people that Serena has inspired over the decades. And it's not just because they care about tennis, because I don't really care about tennis. The reason why I gave three hours of my night on Friday night uh, to Serena Williams and to watch this is because of the inspiration she had that goes beyond the sport of tennis. In fact, I don't even know the 23 major titles. I don't know when, where, who she played. I really don't even care if she won a Wimbledon or an Australian Open or anything else. It doesn't even matter to me. But the impact that she had goes far beyond sport. Does that make sense? Like she's changed the face of tennis. She changed the face of women's sport. She, she changed the face of so many things because she stood for things when other people wouldn't. And it was an inspiration. In those three minutes and, and, and for the rest of her life, she gets to live out a legacy. And that's my question for you for this series and this message. It's what is your legacy? What does your legacy look like? What will your three-minute speech be about? And who will you think? Will you be proud of all the accomplishments that you've had and and, and, and the things that, that you have been able to do, or will it be in your three-minute post-interview uh, speech, will it be a series of excuses for the type of life that you lived and the, the choices that you made? What does your legacy look like? You know, I, I, I wrote a sermon, and, and I had a message to preach that, that was ready until this morning when I woke up, and I said... I'm really only preaching the title, but I have a whole different message. So if you're following along on the worship guide and you're like a type A personality and you want all of the notes of what is, what is the next fill in the blank, you're not going to get most of it. If I'm honest with you, I'm sorry you're not going to get most of it because the Lord just kind of changed the direction of my message this morning. You might get it next week, but this morning I'm doing something a little bit different. So what is your legacy look like. I have a picture here uh, of, of somebody that's important to me, someone in my life that has had a huge impact on my life. And uh, it's the man in the middle of that, uh, that picture there. So that's my mom on the left, that's my dad in the middle, and that's me on the right. That's at my, my uh, college, my master's degree graduation a few years ago in Illinois. And, and uh, my dad was a good-looking guy, but he hated pictures, and he never really grasped, grasped the concept of cheese. Like anytime you say cheese, like he'd be like, what, what did you say? And then, then the picture would be snapped. And uh, that's, that's normally my dad's, um, you know, face when a picture's taken. A year, a year ago, my dad got really sick and, and my brothers called and they said, you need to come and, and say goodbye to dad because he may not make it. And so I got a flight that day and was with him that night, literally a year ago to the day yesterday or today, I can't remember which one it was, I think it was yesterday. 
And they allowed me to go into the, uh, the ICU and actually even into the room. We had to sign disclosures and they made some exceptions, but we, they allowed us to go into the room and, and even my mother had not been in that room for those, those days that he was in the ICU. But these were the, the, the critical moments before they had put him on a ventilator. And uh, it was in those last minutes before he went on to a ventilator that he struggled to talk. But we were communicating. We were talking. And uh, it was there that just, just literally I, I land at the airport and, and go in and, 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 and get into the, the hospital room and then I'm able to talk to him. And, and I'm, I'm like, Dad, I'm, I am who I am because of you. And I'm so thankful that you're my dad. Dad, I'm the father, the husband the pastor, the church planter. I'm the follower of Jesus that I am because of you. And my dad, like literally, you know, you, you start wondering if it's the medicine or it's the, the, the sickness or what, if he's kind of like dozing in and out. I'm like, I don't even know if he understands for sure because he saw me when I came in and, and you saw a tear. And then it's like, I don't, I don't know if he hears. I don't know if he's responding. He's not talking. So I said, but dad, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to squeeze my hand if you understand what I'm saying. Literally, it goes from no squeeze, nothing to squeezing my hand for what seemed like a minute. A few hours later, they put my dad in an induced coma and six days later, he entered into eternity with Jesus. You know, as I think about my dad... I am what his legacy looks like. As I propose to you this question and I say, what does your legacy look like? My, 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 the thing that I want you to understand is, is that I am my dad's legacy. My dad would say crazy stuff all the time. He was not your, your, your conformist church planter and missionary. He wasn't the guy that always did what everybody always wanted him to do. He would, he would say things, you know, like concrete and steel ain't going to heaven, Trevor. Don't waste your time on that stuff. Don't worry about buildings and all that stuff. It, it's not going to heaven. He would say things like, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. I mean, he's quoting scripture, but then he would say after that, he says, if all of these things don't mean all of these things, then I don't know what all of these things mean. He would always remind me, it's like all of these things will be added unto you. He'd say things like, life is not just work and dead. There's more to life than this. In other words, stop wasting your time doing the stuff that doesn't count for eternity. Don't, don't, don't just do these kinds of things that, that seem like for, for society are important, but really in eternity, they mean nothing. He tells a story, and, and he had told it several times over his life because that's what old people do sometimes. They tell the same story over and over again, right? Uh, but he would tell this story about uh, how he ministered to a pastor, and fr this pastor was frustrated in ministry. And, and they were like in this public place, like on a, on a balcony, and they were overlooking a, a, a large crowd of people. And he was just talking, and, and the, the, the pastor was pouring out his, his heart and his struggle in ministry. And, and he was like, I, I just don't know what to do. They're, just not, they're not coming. They're not listening. It's just not happening the way I expected. And, and, and my dad's words to him, overlooking this huge group of people, he said, see all these people? All of them need help. All of them need help. 
but there's only a few of them that actually want help. You need to help the ones that want help. That was my dad. That's the kind of dad that I had. That's the legacy that he left. My dad had a memorial service there in Oklahoma, and and, uh, there were 300 plus, I would estimate, in that memorial service. And that doesn't count the memorial service that we're going to do in December in Belize, where where we're going to lay his his ashes, his remains, uh, in December, where we're expecting hundreds, if not even maybe thousands, at that, that service where much of his ministry was done. And I compare that, I compare that to a a guy that was at my dad's memorial service last October, and he didn't really get legacy. He didn't really understand legacy, and and, and if you don't get anything else, I want you to get legacy today. I want you to understand legacy today. But this guy that was at my dad's memorial service, he was a a multimillionaire, he owned resorts and, and, and had businesses that were worth millions and millions of dollars. Within a few months of my dad's passing, my brother and, and, and his son was with him and, and they were out shooting guns on his land and, and just spending some time with him. And, and within just a, a few days of um, my brother being with him, this man passed away. Had a heart attack, sudden heart attack, and he died. And so we were thinking, you know, how can we go honor him in the same way that he honored us and, and my, our family and my dad? And how could we go and, and, and do something? And his family didn't even have a memorial service for this man. Do you see the difference? Do you understand the, the difference between a, a person that, that can have everything that money can buy and, and can, can be able to accumulate wealth and never have a worry for anything monetarily or, you know, materialistically. But it, when, it, when it was all over, his kids didn't even put together a, a, a little service for him. One understood the importance of legacy. The other didn't. I want you to think about and consider while you're alive, what does your legacy look like? What will you be known for? Because your legacy is going to matter one day. And it's a lot more than the house you live in, the shoes you wear, or the car you drive. What is our legacy as a church, at Renew Church? What are we doing to change our world, our city, our families? We are called to make a difference Our vision is to lead people to a renewed life in Christ. And when we come together, we pray, we worship, we hear the Word, and and oftentimes something powerful happens. People come to Christ, people make a decision, people step into a purpose, they they figure out what they're they're supposed to do. You know, one of our core values at Renew is is that we are on a co-mission. We believe every believer is a missionary, and every person that does not believe is a mission field. So we will constantly train and encourage our people to reach those that don't know Jesus. We're on a co-mission. To fulfill the Great Commission, it's a play on words, but we're on this co-mission together. It's not just my job as a pastor or Mikey's job as a youth pastor. Anybody else that's in leadership, it's every single one of you. If you're a believer, you're a part of this co-mission to make a difference. And that's what we do. Every time I look into our community, I think about the number of people that are represented a couple hundred thousand within five miles. 
a million within driving distance. And if every church in our city, think about it, if every church in our city had three services at 100% capacity, 100%, I'm not talking 50% capacity, I'm saying if every church in our city was full three times over every Sunday morning, my belief is there still wouldn't be enough churches to minister to half of our community. So we can't just sit back and say, it's okay. It, we can't just sit back and say, there's, there's no need. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And when Jesus said that, he wasn't kidding. So that's why we planted our homestead campus. Coming up on six months old, Pastor Deke and, and, and their team have made it through the summer, which is oftentimes proving ground for churches to see if they're going to actually survive and make it. So uh, come on, let's give our, our homestead campus a round of applause. Not easy, not easy planting churches, but that's one of our core values. And as I drove from Homestead last weekend north on US-1 in the, in the Princeton Naranja area, coming up from 264 up through 232, all the way down that, that, that busway there, they are literally, I don't know if you've been down there, if you live that way, but there are multifamily buildings all up and down that US-1. I mean, literally not just like four-story, but six-story buildings. It's like a small city that's going up in that area. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And that's why one of our core values at Renew Church is that we plant churches because God has called us to do that and to make a difference. Another thing we do, another core value, we, we do crazy stuff sometimes like Easter egg drops from a helicopter and, and Christmas programs with the Grinch and and, and Frosty the Snowman, and we do trunk or treats, and, and we honor heroes. We're going to be honoring our, our heroes first responder Sundays, October the 2nd, and I want you to invite some first responders that, that we can acknowledge and recognize for all their sacrifice and all that they've done uh, on October the 2nd. We do all of these things. Why do we do these crazy things, these outreach type events? We do them because we love our city. It's one of our core values, and we really want to reach these people. The way to reach them is through big ideas and outside-the-box thinking. Because what worked in 1997 or 2007 is different even than what is happening to reach our community in 2022. So what I'm saying is, is our, our message will not change. Our message is the same. The gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, it will not change. But our method by which we have to do it, by which we have to reach people, it will change to do whatever it takes to reach lost people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Why? Because we love our city. Why do we raise $20,000 for students to go to youth camp? Why do we spend money on evangelistic events and, and outreaches and, and uh, after-school programs and different things that we've done and, and uh, uh, partnerships and backpack giveaways and different things, bounce houses and ice cream sundays and, and child dedications, which if you have a young child, September the 18th, we're doing a child dedication. Why do we do all the things that we do? Because we pursue the next generation. That's one of our core values. We pursue the next generation. Why do we have three nights in a, uh, three weeks in a row of nights of worship and, and uh, put as much energy into the worship experience that, that will help you draw closer into the presence of God? Why do we, we do the things that we try to do to make sure that we uh, worship God with excellence? Because our core value is we start with worship. That's five of the, the, the nine core values that make up 
Renew Church, and there's others like we give irrationally. We have fun together. The, the, the team, as I watched them, they had a little uh, serving fair out here on their way out for people as they walk out, and we're going to ask you to do the very same thing. It, it was a fun atmosphere. It was a fun environment. Why? Because they were working, but it didn't feel like work because what they were doing was really fun. It was really exciting. And they're a part of a team of people that do fun things to fulfill the mission that God has put on our hearts. We give irrationally. We have fun together. We preach good news. And we disciple people through small groups. Small groups are starting next month, next week. All of these things are a part of who we are, and we want you to be a part of these things. Man, I want to pray for our faith to become activated and for us to take the step of faith and experience His plan for our city. I want to help us fulfill the vision God has called us to, to lead people to a renewed life in Christ so that we may never insult God with small thinking or safe living. I need some people in here to join me for miracles, to to believe God for miracles and breakthroughs and families to be turned around. Not just settling for, oh, that's just the way it's always going to be. That's the way life is. That's the way our city is. No. Not on my watch. Not if I can help it. I'm going to be a part of making a difference. In fact, as a team made up of seven directors and seven departments, these being these here on this, this board in front, where do I fit in? There's the connections department and the, the worship department and kids and production and small groups and youth and the Hope Center, which is a parachurch ministry that works alongside of Renew Church. We work together in tandem. We've determined that our goal as, as a church is to uh, grow our Renew crew, the people that serve in some of these areas by a total of 26 Renew Crew members. 26 people that would say, you know what, I'm, I'm done just being a consumer. I'm going to be a contributor. I'm going to be a part of making a difference. I'm going to be part of, of, of the, the, the workers that Jesus was praying for and saying for us to pray for. I'm going to be one of those that are going to go and reap the harvest that is out there in our city. We want to see 26 new members added to the Renew crew, and that might include you. One of those 26 might be you. I know some of you are thinking to yourself, man, if I sign up for this, that's just one more thing on my list, one more thing that I've got to do, and I just don't have time. I can't give you twice a week, four times a month, and I'm not asking you twice a week, four times a month to give. But what if you came once a week, once every other week, or or twice a month, whatever that is, What if you were just in some way saying, you know what, I'm going to help our kids ministry so that there are kids leaders that are literally never able to come into the church because they always have to be in 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 the classroom with the kids. If you gave one weekend a month, two services, or or just one service twice a month, somebody else might be able to come into church that hasn't been into church in a few months never know the impact that you might have and maybe it's not kids but maybe it's connections because you don't have to have a seminary degree to stand out front and welcome people to renew and put a smile on your face you don't have to know everything there is to know about the bible to tell somebody you're glad that they came to renew church 
and give them a, a worship guide on their way in. Each and every single one of you can be a part of making a difference. And there are people in the room today, I'm believing, that are part of that 26 that's our goal in this, in this month. That we want to add to our Renew crew. And we want to challenge you to be a part of. In fact, on your way out, we're going to kind of redirect traffic a little bit. That's what we did in the first service. And we have these little booths for you to grab a popsicle or a cookie and to meet some of the leaders and find out what these ministries are all about. And who knows? It might change somebody's life. And it might be yours. Some of the greatest impact on my life was not what I received, but it's what I've given. And you never know. That might be the, the missing link in your life that you're like, I don't know why. I'm just not being fed. Maybe God's saying it's because you're too greedy. And it's time to, to, to pass it on. It's, it's time to stop being a swamp, just receiving. And it's time to be a river to allow the Spirit of God, the river of God, to begin to flow through you. What is the legacy that you're going to leave behind? Just shared with you part of our legacy as a church but what will be your personal legacy what will people say about you when they look at your life when, when, when you get to the end of your life what will they say what will they think what will they talk about it's my prayer that we would be a, a church with a vision that's bigger than ourselves it's greater than even who we are that we would even be a micro church with a mega vision that says God the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few help us to be part of this mission that you've called us to the first step is to pick up a harvest tool in the chair backs in front of you you probably have one of those in the little uh, in the little rack down below this is this is a harvest tool this is an opportunity for you to be a part of the solution where on your way out, you take this with you and you put your name, your phone number, your email address, and you check a box and say, you know what, I, I want to know more about connections or worship. I want to know more about being on a prayer team or leading a small group. I want to know more about being in the Hope Center. Whatever that thing is, maybe it's one of these things or something else. This is the tool that you can use to begin to make a difference. The Apostle Paul says that there's one body, but many parts. And when he talks about it, he says, the hand can't say to the eye, I don't need you because it's not an eye. And the, the eye that doesn't say to the ear, I don't need you because you don't see. You know, it's every part matters. We are all integral parts of the body. This morning as we wrap up this message, we're going to receive communion. And as we receive communion, it's the first Sunday of the month. Every first Sunday of the month, we take this step. And even as we do it, as we, we think about it, I, I want you to kind of put yourself in, in this idea of, I'm a part of the body of Christ. I'm going to receive the elements. I'm going to receive of the, the cup that, that represents Jesus' blood poured out. I'm going to eat of the bread representing his body that's broken. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take up these things. But the reason I'm going to take these things is because I'm part 
of the body. And if that's you today, if God's speaking to you today, maybe that's, that's your, your, your step. Maybe that's your next step. That's the thing that you need to do is to say, I'm, I'm going to receive these elements because I'm actively joining in being a part of the body of Christ. If you don't have uh, the elements this morning, there's an usher in the back. If you just raise your hand, he will come and bring you some right now. But if you do, I want to go ahead and prepare you to, to receive the elements this morning. You don't have to be a member of this church to, to take communion with us. The only requirement is, is that you're a member of the body of Christ. And I'm going to give you that opportunity even now. I'm going to give you this chance even today to say, you know what, I want to be accepted into God's kingdom. I want to be a part of the body of Christ. It's not because of the work you do. It's not because of uh, the 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 amount of Bible that you know or how long you've been going to church. It's because of the grace of God through His Son, Jesus, that you can receive communion even today. And if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today can be that day that you ask Him to come into your life, to forgive you, and that you're welcomed into the body of Christ. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me? If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm just going to lead you in a prayer even now. And it goes like this, Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for bringing me here, bringing us here to Renew Church. God, you know where each and every person is in the room. You know their hearts, you know their lives, you know what they need. God, for the person in the room that doesn't know you, that, that has not surrendered everything to you, this is that moment. And I pray that you just begin to work in their life. It's a simple prayer that goes like this. Thank you, Lord, for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I know that I'm a sinner and that I've made mistakes. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Make me brand new. Today, I declare you as my Lord, my Savior. Stay forward, I choose to follow you. With your heads bowed, continue to, in a moment of reverence, respect for those in the, in the room. If today was that day, if this is that moment that you made it right with God, just so I can acknowledge it, would you just lift your hand right where you're at and say, Pastor, I made that decision today. If that was you, just lift your hand right where you're at. Praise God. Maybe part of this is, is for someone in the room that you've, you've been walking with the Lord for many years, but God's saying, Hey, you're, you're like, you're trying to play the appendix. You're the part of the body that really doesn't feel like it's absolutely necessary. And man, I don't think that's what Paul was talking about when he was talking about the parts of the body. I think each and every one of you have a part to play. And even as we prepare to receive communion, say, God, if you want to use me in a greater way than you have in the past, than I've allowed you to in the past, here and now, use me. This is what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I'm going to read this and then we're going to take the elements together. It says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, This is my body which is for you. 
do this in remembrance of me. Let's go ahead and take of the bread. Let's eat it together. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's drink this in remembrance of him and be thankful. I want to go on and read this for a second. It says, for whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. I say that to you because I want to make sure even as you receive these elements that you take seriously what it is that you've done. The covenant that you're committing to with the Lord Jesus. Saying, God, everything I have, I give to you. I surrender to you. I, I, I join myself with your body broken and your blood shed. And I say, God, just have your will and your way in my life. Pray with me, then we'll sing this closing song. Let's pray together. God in heaven, thank you so much for your body broken and your blood shed to preserve us blameless and everlasting life. Thank you for the work you're doing in our lives. God, I pray that we would take seriously the legacy that we're leaving behind today while it's not too late. Use us in great ways. Call people to, to step into ministry areas and become kids leaders and youth leaders and parking lot greeters and tech directors and just, God, use them in ways that they never thought that they could. We thank you, O oh God, for the opportunity that we have. It's in Jesus' name we pray and all of God's people said, let's stand together and sing this closing song.
worship. Can we give it up to our worship team this morning? Come on. Amen. So a couple of things, just some announcements to keep you guys in the loop of what's going on here at Renew Church. Um, as Pastor Trevor mentioned earlier, a child dedication is on September the 18th. So if you have a small child and you want to dedicate them before the Lord, just meet with one of our uh, kids' ministry team members, and they'll be able to give you the information for that. And I will say this, a child dedication is actually a really good opportunity to invite some of your friends and family that normally wouldn't go to church, but they'd go to see your kid. So use that as an opportunity to maybe bring some people into the church who otherwise wouldn't and get them to experience what Renew Church is all about. Also, small groups are back. They're coming next week. And guys, we have several. Yeah, you can give it up for that. For sure. Amen. What is a small group? Do you need a small group? Listen, small groups are just, it's its an intimate place. It's a small group of people that are, are, are struggling just like you, that are dealing with the same things just like you. And the point of this small group is to encourage each other, to pray for each other, to be real with each other, to have some accountability, some support, some community, right? This is what the church is all about. Pastor Trevor mentioned in his message, we disciple through small groups and small groups, and it's for everybody. And so if you've never joined a small group, or maybe you're, you're even listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth and you're checking out, or you're saying, nah, that's not for me, man, I, I, would, I would ask you, I would beg you to please consider Think about joining a small group. There's a flyer on your chairs there with all the nights that we have. We have such a variety. And you can check out our website, renew.miami forward slash small groups to get a bit uh, a better snapshot of what it is that we have to offer. But I just want to challenge you and encourage you, just go to one. Just go to one and see how that experience is for you. Another thing, um, our youth group, Misfit Youth, is officially back. We Yeah, can give it up for that. Um, it started last Friday, and we are here every single Friday night at 6.30 p.m., uh, 6th to 12th grade. And we're called Misfit Youth, man, because we take misfits. If you feel like you don't fit in, if you feel like you're, you're, you're an outcast or whatever, man, Misfit Youth is the place for you. So if you guys know of any 6th to 12th graders, drop them on by. It, we believe there's no better place for a teenager to be on a Friday night than Misfit Youth. So lastly, some instructions before we get out of here. So, as you exit the worship center, you're gonna make a left. Okay, right now it's to your right, out of those doors, and you're gonna hang a left into this hallway over here, and that's where we're gonna have our serving fair. So all of those different ministry areas are gonna have a table represented, and you can ask some information, you can fill out the card if there's an area that's really tugging on your heart, that you really feel led to kind of just inquire and just kind of see what it's about. This isn't this isn't you committing the rest of your life to something like this. It's just committing to saying, hey, I'm willing to, to have a conversation. Hey, I'm willing to, to check out what this ministry area is all about and see if it's a good fit for me. So it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a party. Um, just pro tip, you just have to stay at the youth ministry table. You don't really have to check out the rest of the tables. You can just hang out there and that's totally fine with me. No, I'm just kidding. Check out every single one of them. It's going to be a great time. When you guys get out, don't go out through the, through the, the, the glass doors. Go out to the door over here. 
Before we get out of here, if you'd like to give to Renew Church, I just want to let you know that there's a few ways that you can do that. The first way to do that is in person via the envelopes in the seat pocket in front of you, and then you can drop them off in a bucket on your way out. The second way to do that is to do it online by visiting renew.miami forward slash giving. And the third and final way to do that is to do it via text by texting give to 786-565-1165. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you for this service, God. We pray, Father, that you would help us to, to figure out what our legacy will look like, God. And I pray that our legacy would be, um, that, that, that it would surround you, God, that it would be around you and what you're doing in our lives, God. Help us to, to be bold. Help us to be courageous, God. And, and we pray for the offering this morning. We pray for those that are giving, Father. I pray that you would use this money, continue to, 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 to bless this community and allow us to reach people, God, who don't know you, Father. And so we pray that you bless those who are worshiping you in this way. And God, you know the needs that are, that are needed. And we just pray, God, that you would do what you do. So in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys. See you outside.